Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) And then, remember after we got off the roller coaster? Peter, you couldn't walk in a straight line. I was so dizzy. <laughs> yes, and then Lufa and I came back with hot dogs for everyone. Oh, those hot dogs were so good. Man, that day at the Space Amusement Park is one of my favorite memories of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and remember when I was on my fourth funnel cake and Lee was like, hey, Franklin, you might want to cool it with that funnel cake. We all know how you get when you have too much funnel cake. Typically. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that. Because you're the only person I know who loves funnel cake more than I do. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. That's hard to talk to me. Franklin. Yeah, good old Franklin. Always doing his Franklin-y things. <laughs> Wait a second. Who's Franklin? <laughs> this guy. Always with the, hey, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? <laughs> Textbook Lee. Do we know you? Peter, 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 Peter. My dear, sweet Peter. That is your name. I know it. Uh, hilarious as always. Oh, no, uh, seriously. I-, I don't think any of us know who you are. Megan, come on. It's me, Franklin. You know, the other story pirate. Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. Hm. Nope, I don't think I know any Franklins. And I have a photographic memory. Well, 
You better check that camera, because I think your photographic memory might be broken, because you definitely know me. I'm Franklin, the other story pirate. Don't y'all remember that day we all got locked in the extra-large supply closet on the fourth floor of the ship? Right? Guys, guys, guys? Well, there is an extra-large supply closet on the fourth floor. I, I don't know how we would have known that unless what he's saying is true. I'm really sorry, Franklin. I feel bad saying this, but for some reason, I think none of us can remember you. You're always forgetting about poor old Franklin. You know what? I've had it. I'm going to go lock myself in the bathroom like I always do. Oh, oh no. Oh, poor old Franklin. <laughs> I feel bad. But also, I am so, so confused. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> other people, just write for yourself. Just go for the imagination. This is weird. A lot of the tissue's friends are in the trash. Sheep, get out of here. We're trying to finish a story. The Sony Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Franklin, please come out of the bathroom. We're really sorry. Yeah, but also I really have to use the bathroom. Do you maybe want to come back out here and hang out with us? And let me use the bathroom. Can we? <laughs> can we do a story first? Of course we can. And then can I use the bathroom? Peter, Peter yes. yes. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, listeners, have you ever heard of a podcast? You know, not like the Story Pirates podcast, but like a podcast for grown-ups where everyone acts like really smart and interested and they talk in a calm, low voice. Well, this first story is in the style of that kind of podcast. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Pacifica. I am nine years old and I live in North Carolina. This is my story, The Monkey and the Ice Skates. From National Pirate Radio, you're listening to This American Pirate, a very serious podcast. And here's your host, Amy Ballantyne. Have you ever tried to combine two of your favorite things into one big thing? I have. There's something about the hopefulness of human nature that can only see two positives becoming an even bigger positive. Sometimes it works. Fluffernutter sandwiches, chia pets, laser tag. Sometimes it doesn't. Pineapple pizza, frisbee golf, laser tag. And then there are combinations that change the world. This story is about one of those combinations. I'm Amy Ballantyne, and today on This American Pirate, we tell the story of Riley. The Ice Skating Monkey. Okay. Uh, are we recording? Uh, yeah, let's just uh, get some levels. Just talk, please. Sure, sure. Uh, one, two, one, two. Monkey see, monkey do. I Nowadays, everyone knows about Riley, the world's first ice skating monkey. You may remember her impressive showing at the Olympics. All right, Phil, here comes Riley the monkey. It looks like this little monkey is going big. Riley with a triple axle and... Oh, oh, oh she nailed it! <laughs> wow, uh, 
technically she can't qualify for a medal. I mean, she's a monkey. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on, wow. Cynthia. She's oh, well. putting skates now on her hands. Yes, she's, she's well, skating, skating upside, upside down. down. Heck, I'll oh. say it, Cynthia. This show is more fun than a, a barrel, barrel of, of monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> we take for granted that you can now go to any local zoo and see monkeys ice skate. But it didn't always used to be like that. Riley started it all. We always knew Riley was destined for something amazing. This is Sherry McCarran, Riley's zookeeper and ice skating coach, addressing the media after Riley's first public skate. And we here at the Cleveland Zoo have been behind her all the way. Recently, I was lucky enough to sit down in a Manhattan studio to catch up with Sherry. Hi, I'm Sherry McCarran of the Cleveland Zoo. I was Riley the Monkey's former skating coach. So, Sherry, you were there from the very beginning? Yeah. Riley wanted to be a famous ice skater, and her friends and family really supported her. You mean the fellow monkeys? Yeah. So, I'm curious. How did a monkey get interested in ice skating? (laughs) That was my fault. I'm a huge skate fan. I'd watch competitions and leave them on in the background when I was working with the monkeys. Well, it caught her eye, and she was hooked. Things really took a turn when I gave her an old pair of my skates. You gave a monkey a pair of ice skates? I sure did. Then one night, I caught her sneaking out to the penguin enclosure specifically to ice skate. Wait, what? Oh, before we built Riley her own ice skating rink with frozen trees, she would sneak out to the penguin enclosure to practice on their ice. (laughs) She was one cheeky monkey. If you want to see the security footage, we have it on tape over here. That would actually be great. Nasir, could you put that tape into the... It's over at the left side of the room there. All right, and we'll just fast forward through the hours of nothing happening in the penguin enclosure. And we got Riley on the screen. Here, watch this. She's such a natural. Look, all the penguins are coming out to watch her. This is her first time on skates, and she could already do a double axe. Oh, who's that entering the rink? Oh, you know what? We can stop the tape right Sherry, here. Sherry, is that you? Is it? It totally is. We don't need to watch this. In my experience as a reporter, when someone says we don't need to watch this, it usually means we need to watch this. Hey! Riley! What's going on here? Riley! (laughs) Riley, stop! No, that's enough! How many times do I have to tell you skating is my thing, okay? I'm the figure skater around here, not you. You're just a monkey. We watch as the tape plays on. Sherry says she's disappointed in Riley, that she expected more than for Riley to go behind my back and lie to me. Riley looks embarrassed as the penguins watch. Sherry points to the exit of the penguin enclosure, and Riley heads out. Then the lights snap off. Sherry, I thought you said you supported Riley and her skating from the very beginning? How does it feel to watch yourself in that video after all these years? I know, I know. I'm so embarrassed. I never got the chance to apologize. And I'll never know if Riley really understood how sorry I was for not supporting her at the very beginning. Never? No. I was stubborn. And then before I knew it, her astonishing career flew by. Olympics, traveling shows, Good Morning America holiday spectaculars. Then all of a sudden, she retired. Moved to Phoenix to a monkey retirement community. Sherry, I have an idea. What's that old saying? We may be done with the past, but the past isn't done with us. 
A few days later, my producer Nasir and I traveled to Phoenix, and we brought a retirement gift for Riley. Uh, hi. Welcome to Banana Leaves, Phoenix's only monkey retirement community. Hi, we're here to see Riley. We should be on the list. We're with This American Pirate. The podcast? Yeah. Oh, I love that show. So so you must be Amy and you're Nasir? Yeah. You look nothing like I thought you would. A big fan. Go on through. Hmm. Does that happen a lot? All the time. How are you feeling, Sherry? (laughs) I don't think I've ever been this nervous in my life. Here we are. Amy, Nasir, welcome. I'm Harold, Riley's retirement zookeeper. Security, let me know you are on your way. And, oh, hello, who are you? I'm Sherry, Riley's zookeeper from Cleveland. Wow, Riley's really going to be surprised to see you guys. Well, the rink's right over here. Oh, wow. This is the... As we walk toward the rink, I think about combinations again. What we're about to witness here with Riley and Sherry is one of the more bittersweet pairings when the past meets the present. We see Riley as we approach the ice. She's hard to miss. A monkey on skates. She sure gets air at her age. She really stuck the landing. Hey, Riley, you got some visitors. Here, she really likes this granola. Why don't you offer her some? Oh, I'm not sure I can do this. What what, what if she doesn't remember me? What if, what if... (laughs) Riley, good to see you. You look really happy. They told me you like this granola. I, I just hope it's not too much sugar, you know. You had all those cavities in it. Harold, what are they saying? You form a special bond with your monkey. Really, only they know what they're saying. Harold, is there any more of that granola? Nasir. Riley, you changed the world. And, and along the way, you made the Cleveland Zoo and me look incredible. But people don't know the full story. I'm sorry I didn't encourage you from the start. I, I, I apologize for my support coming after you proved you could skate and not before. <laughs> well, it's it's been good to see you, Riley. And I, I guess I'll give this handful of granola back to Harold, even though some pieces of it are stuck to my hand. <laughs> oh, Riley, how eloquent. I will hug you. You're the best. Wow, so they made up. Well, they're hugging, so either they understood each other and made up, or Riley just really wants that granola. It is pretty tasty. You want a banana to go with that? Oh, yeah. Amy, can I? Um, no, you're being entirely unprofessional, and we've talked about eating while you're on the microphone. Granola and bananas. Maybe easier to swallow than monkeys on ice skates, but I'm glad we live in a world where all these combinations are possible. Whenever I watch videos of Riley skating, I take for granted how incredible what I'm seeing is. Not only that monkeys can skate and skate well, but that there's an entire team of people who you don't see that help to get Riley there. I guess Riley said it best at her acceptance speech at the 2010 ESPY Awards. And the award for Outstanding Athlete of the Year goes to... (laughs) Riley, the ice skating monkey! Beautiful. 
know I'm supposed to stay calm, cool, and collected, but that speech really got to me. This is Amy with This American Pirate saying, The End! Another great story. Every time. Yeah, that was a great story. Oh, Franklin, we're all very glad that you're out of the bathroom now. Especially me. (laughs) But I still think it's so odd that none of us can remember you ever being on the ship with us. Wow. You know, I had a dream last night that I was invisible and no one could see me. And everyone acted like I wasn't even there. But I guess it turns out it wasn't a dream after all. No! Oh, I am so sorry, Franklin. I understand how what I said could be hurtful. Listen, how can I make it up to you? I don't know. Maybe you could, uh, give me five bucks. Five bucks? Yeah, that's what you always do to make things up to me. You've always given me five bucks and you've said, Franklin, I'm sorry I've hurt your feelings. Here's five bucks. But I guess you don't remember that either, do you? (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, no, I remember. Oh, of course, I remember. Here, one, two, three, four, five bucks. (laughs) And you know what? Here's an extra five bucks as my way of saying sorry that I forgot. Wow. Thanks, Megan. This means a lot. But if I'm being honest, I'm still a bit sad. Oh, uh, here, have a cookie. Ooh. Is this freshly baked? Uh Uh-huh. I made it myself. Wow. This is... Pretty good, but you know what would make it even better? If I had two cookies! But I only bake two cookies. The other one's for me. Oh, but Peter, you always give me your cookies. Remember, you'd be like, Hey, Franklin, I made two cookies and I definitely don't want both of them. Do you want them? Well, that definitely doesn't sound like me, but I don't want to be rude and say you're wrong, so... Here you go. Mm. Oh, boy, that is delicious. Say, Nimini, remember how you always used to do my taxes for me? Uh, not really, but... Great! I was hoping you could maybe do that for me again this year. Well, I'm pretty busy. I did a lot of freelance work this year, so it's a lot of schedules and 1099s. It's all right. You're busy. I guess that's what I get for being old, forgettable Franklin. But, I mean, I'm sure I could find some time. Great! Boy, it sure is cold in here. Lee, can I have your shirt? Oh, of course. Let me just look through my closet here and... No, 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 no. I want your shirt. Yeah, yeah, the one that you're wearing right now. My Computer Saurus Rex t-shirt? But I love this shirt. It's my favorite shirt. Also, I'm already wearing it. Huh, I used to have one just like that. But Lee, don't you remember? You've always given me your shirts, always. Hmm. Oh, what is it, Lee? Well, I only own five shirts. I've always only owned five shirts. Every time I get a new one, I donate an old one to charity, and I see four shirts in my closet right now, and I'm wearing one shirt, which means I have all five of my shirts. So I don't really know how I could have always given Franklin my shirts. Uh, uh, okay, well... Wait a minute. That's right. 
I just got my CPA license a couple months ago, so I couldn't have possibly done Franklin's taxes last year. Hey, yeah, hold on a tick. There's no way I could have always given Franklin five bucks because I usually have zero bucks! And my inability to share snacks is a well-documented character flaw. Ah, uh, interesting story. I, um, okay. Oh! No explanation necessary, Franklin. We see what's going on here. You're no story pirate. You're an imposter. It's imposter. Imposter. Lee, we'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? (sighs) Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. I said I meant imposter. No, I'm not an imposter. 
imposter. It's me, Franklin, remember? You know, the fourth floor supply closet? Franklin, that supply closet has been closed all year. All right, fine, you caught me. I'm no story pirate. <gasps> Gasp. I'm just a con artist, a scammer, a crook. We knew it. And I snuck my way onto your ship for one last swindle. But why? Well, it's because I'm lonely out here in space. Huh? A life of crime is a lonely life. And I saw you guys out here having so much fun together, and I just wanted to be a part of it. Well, Franklin, you should have said so. Yeah, we love making new friends. Yeah, wanting to make friends is great. But manipulating people and making them doubt themselves is not okay. I understand. And I'm sorry. We forgive you. So you're saying I can stay and be a story pirate? Well, no. You stole a bunch of our stuff. Yeah, I want my cookie back. Okay, oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I just got really heated there for a second. <laughs> no, no. He's right. Here, you can have your cookie back. Thank you. In fact, all of you can have your stuff back. Megan, here's your five bucks. Thank you. Lee. Here's your shirt. Thanks, I was getting cold. And Nimini, here's your wallet. Wait, you stole my wallet? Yeah, and now I'm giving it back. Look, what do you want me to say, okay? Yeah, you taught me something very valuable. And honestly, I think I've changed. Maybe it's time that I give up my life of grifting and, 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 and look for more meaningful relationships with the people in my life. Because after all, what is life but a vessel to enjoy all the people around us. Aww. Yeah, pretty inspirational, right? I'm so glad I stole that calendar off of Megan's desk. It's full of those. Okay, you really need to leave now. Yep, makes sense. Goodbye, everyone. Typical Franklin. <sighs> oh, what's wrong, Lee? You know, I just can't help feeling like this is somehow our fault. What do you mean? Well... I feel like maybe we were too nice to Franklin. And maybe that's what allowed him to take advantage of us. Maybe this wouldn't have happened if we weren't so nice. Don't be silly. There's nothing wrong with being friendly. Yeah, everyone has a story to share, and everyone deserves to be treated with kindness. If people like Franklin decide to take advantage of that, well, that's on them. The only thing we can control is how we treat other people. I think we did the right thing by being nice. You're right. Wow, it's been such an interesting day. Maybe I should take a picture to commemorate it. Yeah! yeah! I'll just grab my camera and... Hey, has anyone seen my camera? Um, no. no. Curse you, Franklin! Okay, should we do another story? That's probably a good idea. Great. Okay, listeners. You know, most of the time, kids send us in stories, but this next adaptation is a little different because it is based on a poem that the kid author sent in. Here they are to introduce it. Hi, my name is Noah. I'm eight years old and I live in Massachusetts. This is my story. It's called Tissues. <sighs> All right, Tissues, rise and shine. Daylight's a burning. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Teddy Tissue. As you all know, I am the top tissue in the box this morning. Yeah, we know. Timothy Tissue got used yesterday. The human sneezed and snatched him right up. That's right, Trisha. Everyone, a moment of grateful and poignant silence for Timothy Tissue. 
Silence over. And now you, Teddy, are fluffed out of the tissue box top like a gorgeous white flower. You're right. I look incredible. <laughs> now, as I was saying, I am the top tissue in the tissue box. Therefore, next time the human needs to sneeze, I will be the one to fulfill my purpose and be used. And then, go into the trash. Ooh, the, the trash. trash. The trash? Yes, young Templeton, the beautiful trash. Well, I like to be in the beautiful trash. (laughs) (laughs) Templeton, you're the last tissue at the very bottom of the box. You're not going to fulfill your purpose for like ever. (laughs) Yeah, Templeton, the human would have to sneeze over 75 times for you to get used and then thrown in the beautiful trash. We're a value-sized box. And we all know the human rarely gets sick. Now, now, Trisha and Tobias, be nice to little Templeton. He's just a little tissue with big garbage dreams. I'll show you. I'll get used one day. Okay, Templeton, that'll be the day. Come on, Trisha, let's go be friends on the other side of the box. (laughs) Right behind you. I'm patient. I can wait it out. One day, I will fulfill my dreams to be used and end up in that beautiful trash. I sit and I wait just to be in the trash. I have no friends, but I will in the trash. The trash, the trash, the beautiful trash. I want to be in the beautiful trash. Okay, time to wait until it's my turn to be pulled out of the box. Gah! I can't wait any longer. It must have been at least an hour. Hey, Trisha Tissue, how long has it been since I sang my little song? It's been about five seconds. I guess being patient and simply waiting to be used isn't going to work. Maybe if I yell, someone outside the box will hear me and decide to pick me up. Hey! Hey, someone! Hey, anyone! Someone, get me out of this box and use me! I've got to fulfill my purpose! Please! Hello? (gasps) Yes, hello! I can hear you out there. Who are you? My name's Beth. I'm a banana peel down here in the trash. Incredible. What's it like in there? Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, I'm only at the very top of the trash, but there's all sorts of things in here, and we're all friends. We've all fulfilled our purpose. I was eaten by the human Francine in a smoothie. Delicious. It's a peaceful place here in the beautiful trash. Oh, hey there, Chauncey the Chicken Bone. Hey, Beth, remember, Pilates at four. Thanks, friend. You got it. Wow. Well, I'd like to be friends with all of you. My name is Templeton Tissue. Can you get me there? I'm the last tissue in the box. What if I could, little guy, but my peels aren't exactly hands, so I just wouldn't be able to get a grip on you. Thanks anyway, Beth. Maybe I'll see you one day. I'd like that, Templeton. Good luck waiting your turn. (sighs) Well, now I'm even more bummed out because I know what a wonderful time they're having over there. 
I know someone who lives in the trash. It sounds like fun to be in that trash. The trash, the trash, the beautiful trash. I want to be in the beautiful trash. Oh, here comes the human. Everyone quiet. The human, she comes. Hey, Nancy, thanks so much for coming over to my grown-up apartment. Oh, no problem, Francine. I love your grown-up apartment, especially that chaise lounge and this tissue box next to the flower pot. Thanks, I spring for the value box. Now, let's get to working on this thousand-piece puzzle I just bought. Oh, look, here comes my apartment cat, Gary. You have an apartment cat? Yeah, is that a problem? It's just a... Uh, I'm allergic to cats. Achoo! Oh, here. Take a tissue. It's happening, everyone. I'm about to be used. Yay! Here's your tissue, Nancy. Whoa! And here's the garbage where you can throw it away. Thank you. Whee! I'm finally going into the beautiful trash. Wow! Teddy's in the trash, everyone. It happened. Hey, Francine. I'm gonna need about 74 more of those tissues. You got it, Nancy. Take as many tissues as you need. Did you hear that? That Nancy human might just use up the whole box of us tissues. It's only a matter of time. Only 71 more to go. Wow. She's used all of the tissues ahead of me. Now it's my turn. Nancy, you used almost all the tissues in my value box. I uh, know. And, uh, uh, uh. Here it comes. Oh, false alarm. Oh, man. Adieu. Yay. Here, take the very last tissue in the box. And then maybe you should leave? Thank you. Maybe I should. <laughs> it's finally happening. Me, the last tissue in the box is being used. Here you go. Ah! Whoa, I'm being lifted. It's my time to shine. <laughs> now time to throw it away. There it is, the beautiful trash. I can't believe it! My dream is coming true! Whoa! I made it! I'm a proud used tissue in the beautiful trash! Templeton? Is that you? Beth the banana peel! Look at me! I made it! You sure did, buddy! Welcome to paradise! I waited my turn just to be in the trash. My patience paid off. Now I live in the trash. The trash, the trash, the beautiful trash. I am so glad now I live in the trash. Oh, that was a lovely little song. Wait, is that sneeze you're covered in? No. No, it's not. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hey, Noah. It's Lee from Story Pirates. How are you? Okay. Let's talk about your story, Tissues. 
What inspired you to write this story? It was in second grade. Uh, it was one of my first poems, and one of the kids in my class, he had a box of tissues on his desk. So I was like, why not write about tissues and be a little weird? <laughs> because it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. What do you like about poetry? It doesn't have rules. Yeah. You're sort of free to write whatever you want. Yeah. You can do whatever spacing you want. Is there anything that you write about a lot? Um, normal objects that people would think that you can't really write a poem about. I think what's cool about your tissues poem is like you're writing from the point of view of a tissue. Yeah. And so how do you do that? How do you put yourself inside a tissue's head? Well, first I draw the background and then I look at one of the tissues really closely close my eyes and imagine the tissue had a face and it was talking. And then you're just there. Yeah. As humans, we think of the trash as maybe an undesirable place. Mm -hmm. But for the tissue, the tissue feels differently. Because a lot of the tissue's friends are in the trash. And you call it the beautiful trash. That's what I imagine a tissue would um, say. And so when you read it, do you read it with a certain rhythm based on how the lines are written? I pretend there's a comma at the end of every line. And um, if there's ever, like, feelings, I try to add them into what I say. Oh, so you will read it with the feeling. Mm -hmm. So, like, the part of tissues where it says, it's cozy, but it's sad. I would like, it's cozy, but it's sad. Going up and then going down. Could I get you to read a little bit more of your poem? Mm -hmm. I sit here all day, waiting to be in the trash. I have no friends. But I will, if I'm in the trash. The trash, the trash, the trash. I know someone who lives in the trash. Oh, that trash. It sounds like fun, but no one ever uses me because I'm at the bottom. It's cozy, but it's sad. The trash, the trash, the trash. I want to be in the beautiful trash. That was incredible. Thank you. Sometimes in a poetry club, when someone does a reading like you just did, they'll snap like this. Mm. So I'm snapping for your poem right now because that was amazing. The repetition of the word trash really stands out to me. And I bet a listener could hear that you said, I want to be in the beautiful trash. You paused after every word. Yeah, because I wanted to kind of stand out like the final expression of what the tissue wants. Does a poem ever make you feel two things at the same time? Definitely. A lot of sad poems, I feel like fighting and sad at the same time. I'm also curious, I heard you have jujitsu in a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Does poetry influence your jujitsu? Yeah, it helps me feel calmer. Like if I ever get mad at something, let's say I can't kick as high as I want to kick. I sometimes repeat my poems in my head, and then I calm down, and I can kick higher. It's like a meditation tool. Yeah, because a lot of them are, like, sad. So it just calms me down. Amazing. Noah, thank you for talking to me today and for reading the poem. You're welcome. I'm inspired by your artistry. Thank you. Okay, bye, Noah. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode and a big thanks to today's authors, Pacifica and Noah. Before we go, here's today's story spark. 
kids. Write us a story about something that is unexpectedly beautiful. First, come up with a character from your imagination and then write about that character encountering something that, to their surprise, is more beautiful than anything else in the whole world. Tell us what the beautiful thing is, what is unexpectedly beautiful about it, and most of all, why does your character in particular find this thing beautiful? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive producers Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Lee Overtree, Sam Baer, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Duke Doyle, and Jonathan Roberts. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Our staff writer is Mike Cavallon, and contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Caroline Reedy. Special guest, Paul Shear and Alex Bloomberg. This episode features performances by Sarah Morgan Ashey, Lauren Stripling Brody, Stephen Charles, Tara Halpern, Will Jacobs, April Laval, Jack Mitchell, Peter McNerney, Catherine Montesi, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Regan Sims, Emily Verla, Nimini Ware, Brandon Zellman, and Matt Zambrano. The Beautiful Trash from Tissues was written by Caroline Reedy, arranged by Jack Mitchell, and produced by Joel Escher. Additional music by Bobby Lord. Additional recording at Little Everywhere Studios in Los Angeles, California. Okay, I get it. A monkey on ice skates is pretty impressive. But you know what's really impressive? How about a tiny worm on ice skates? Hey, DJ Squirmalot, come here. Hey, Lee. Oh, hey, DJ Squirmalot. Hmm, nice sunglasses. Thanks. Hey, question for you. Would you mind doing your ice dancing routine for me? I just, like, need a good cry, you know? You know I love doing my ice dancing routine. But, like, do the beautiful, emotional one. You know, the tearjerker. All right, Lee. I can do that. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Let me just grab some tissues, and let me get your song ready. All right. And go. (sighs) So beautiful. Oh, DJ Squirmalot, you move with such finesse. I've never seen such beautiful skating. DJ Squirmalot, such emotion. <laughs> this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Tiny worm on skates. You're a tiny worm on skates. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, and you threw a triple axle in. Impressive. <laughs>